O Fire 1337. If you really say yes to something, you're saying no to everything else. Hey, Fire Nation, and welcome to EO Fire, where I chat with inspiring entrepreneurs seven days a week. EOFire.com is your go-to resource for everything you need to rock your entrepreneurial journey. Ignite. Who's ready to rock today, Fire Nation? JLD here, and I am fired up to bring you our featured guest today, Jay Papazan. Jay, are you prepared to ignite? I'm on fire, man. I am yes. so ready to go. <laughs> Jay is a best-selling author and co-owner of Papazan Properties Group with Keller Williams Realty in Austin, Texas. His most recent work with Gary Keller on The One Thing has garnered more than 200 appearances on the national bestseller list, including number one on the Wall Street Journal bestseller list. Jay, take a minute, fill in some gaps from that intro and give us a little glimpse of your personal life. Sure. I mean, since I was 12 years old, I've wanted to be an author. And I've, you know, I tried to rip off the rabbit on my mom's, the hobbit on my mom's (laughs) typewriter. So I've been at this for a long time, but it took me until my 30s to kind of turn from someone who wanted to be a writer and editor into more of an entrepreneur. Uh, Mostly because, as you can imagine, most writers are a little bit introverted. And I had to find ways to come out of my shell and to be successful. So books and content have been the theme throughout. Well, I can tell you, I've always loved the J.R.R. Tolkien series. I grew up with those as well. And uh, I can remember one of the best days of my life was when I saw that they were going to make a movie out of that actual series, which was just phenomenal. So maybe one day, Jay, down the road, the one thing will be made into a major motion picture. What do you think? Man, if Peter Jackson does it, I'll be in heaven. <laughs> It'll be like the 12-hour version, the 12 right? Hour you know, but version. I'm cool with that. So Jay, give us a little glimpse into your personal life. My wife, Wendy, is also an entrepreneur. Um, I just won the lottery. I was telling my friend, Billy Murphy, I think that entrepreneurs tend to be attracted to COOs or CEOs. And I personally, I needed a CEO, another one in my life to battle and come up with great ideas. So first and foremost, you need to know about her. She's a powerhouse. She runs our real estate company and manages all of our real estate investments. Got two awesome kids, Gus and Veronica. They're 11 and 10. And they're in that prime age where I get to come home and play Xbox with my son oh, cool. or board games with my daughter. So I'm kind of, you know, like I said, a little bit of a nerd. I love business. We come home and even our kids are kind of mini entrepreneurs. They're in an entrepreneurial school and we talk business at home and we have fun. Well, I love all of that. And I think it's always a strong core, a strong foundation that is really the basis for entrepreneurs who are going to make not just an initial impact, but a long and lasting impact in this in this lifetime. So Fire Nation, like, how are you building and feeding your foundation? Something to definitely think about. It's an edge. Like, If I get to come home and it's not like, how was your day, honey, and the usual rituals, like, we have a conversation and it's engaging. And I was telling a friend of mine, it's like, I pick up two extra hours of intense kind of fun brainstorming, you know, every other day. And it's that little bit of edge that adds up over time. So I do think it's super important to have that foundation at home. No, I love that you added that. I mean, it is so true, Fire Nation. We're all looking for that extra edge. You know, sometimes we can find it in places like home. Now, we are entrepreneurs, Jay. Fire Nation, the listeners are entrepreneurs, small business owners, like you fill in the blank. And we all know that to run a business and to run a lasting, meaningful business, you need to generate revenue. So how do you, Jay, generate revenue in your business today? Well, my wife and I set goals um, almost 10 years ago, and we set a big goal of being millionaires and having, you know, first 75000 in passive income, and we thought we were thinking so big. 
And today it's many multiples of those numbers, but we just track it. And so like I was looking to prepare this call. Right now we have about 11 sources of income. Wow. And if I had to sum it up, it's royalties in real estate. Um, you know, obviously I'm, I'm incubating my publishing company with Gary Keller out of a real estate firm. So I have an amazing network there. My wife got into it. So between investing and owning, um, we have multiple businesses in that territory. And then we have all the content. Like that, that book nerd of me is now writing about business and real estate. And we've written 12 titles. And so that, that would be the big ones. Royalties from intellectual property, which is the game I play the best. And then real estate, which I do through our private equity firm and also my wife and I's residential real estate investment company. Now, Jay, 10 years ago, you and your wife set some pretty audacious goals, which you just shared, you crushed. So congratulations for that. So a lot of good things have happened over your journey as an entrepreneur, but that's not what we're going to talk about first. We're going to get into the nitty gritty, my friend. And I want to have you bring us to your worst entrepreneurial moment, that moment in time that is the lowest of the low. So Jay, tell us that story. Oh man, there's so many. The one that really really hurts to talk about. It's about, it's a, it's a $514,000 mistake. Oof. It's a handshake deal with people I trust. I still trust, but we sat down, we were launching a new venture and we had two other ventures that we were already entangled with. And we said, you know, we need to put all of our resources into this new thing. And let's just decide for one year until we know where this is going, we're going to channel the money differently. And we just did a handshake. I mean, literally, like this is good faith. We've been in business for years together. Nobody is going to knowingly screw anybody over here. And we get to the end of the year. We start talking about it months before. What a great decision we made. Starting January 1, we're going to switch back. Well, oh, God, it just hurts. (laughs) I'm thinking cash accounting. January 1, anything that arrives after that is now going back to my company. And, you know, we've already funded this thing. They had been accounting for it on accrual, meaning they had about four months of receivables they'd stored up that went well into the next year. And so we got to the end of the year and that misconception, because we acted on, I mean, and there's, there's nobody wrong here other than me. I take total accountability. I should have put it in writing. We should have sat down and said, what does this look like? And functionally do it. No matter how long the history is, it's what saves relationships. And I looked up, and when I realized what had been done, I was obviously horrified. And everybody was like, oh, gosh, now what do we do? And at the end of the day, um, it's the most expensive education I've gotten as an entrepreneur. Um, And it was one that was totally avoidable if I just said, you know what? I trust everyone here, but we're going to put this in writing to make sure there's no chance for a misunderstanding. And I promised myself, I promised my wife, I promised my partner, um, taking full ownership of that, I just said, it'll never happen again, no matter how much I love, like, or trust the people we're working with. And I'm still partners with these people. Yeah. And we have figured things out, but there's no getting that $514,000 back. That's on me. And because I did not get specific in the business deal. Speed, 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 faster, faster, ah, faster. Like this yes. is things that we hear about all the time, Fire Nation, as entrepreneurs. Like we just need to go quickly. Like let's just shake hands and move forward. 
it's going to always have to come back to communication. Like you need to have that clear, concise, and clarity within your communication fire nation if you are really going to be building a business that, again, is going to be meaningful for the long term. So great takeaway, Jay, from that. But that, again, was my quick takeaway. What do you want to make sure in just one sentence that fire nation gets from that story? You know, I mean, I even wrote about this before I made the mistake, and it's agreements are for disagreements. And what you do when you sit down with your partners, because everything's good there, is you look out in the future and you say, what are the things that we might disagree about in the future? And how do we agree now while things are great to deal with it then? And so just remember that. It's like, just because you're having to sit down and do this formal document doesn't put you at odds with these people. What you're trying to do is save that relationship later, because we all know this, there's nothing that goes according to plan. Something is going to come out of nowhere blindsides you, and then you want to go back to this, well, what do we agree we're going to do about this? And it prevents disagreement. So, boom, you just got to get it in writing and anticipate what could go wrong. It doesn't feel good, but it'll make things better. Jay, your book, The One Thing, has caused literally millions of aha moments across the world. I know it caused multiple aha moments for me, but I want to turn this back on you now. What would you consider one of your greatest aha moments that you've had as an entrepreneur to date? And tell us that story. Take us to that moment in time. It's got to do with the one thing, my one thing. I mean, I already told you the first things out of my lips were like at age 12, I tried to be a writer. <laughs> but my father was an executive and I always imagined myself doing both. Being a business leader and this artist, you know, ponytailed, John Lennon, glasses wearing, <laughs> beatnik, but billionaire, right? How does you mix those things together? Ben and Jerry, baby, all the way. Oh, there we go. And so we're sitting there and I got an offer um, at one point in my career. I still have a job where I go to every day that I have an employee role in one of my, in the businesses. And that's a job I have in the business. And the, the proposal was to move me out of my current role in the publishing enterprise and become a C-level executive. And it was so attractive. But I went home, I thought about it, and you know what? I was like, you know what? That is so far away from my passion. And so I came back and I said no. And I effectively moved myself out of a lot of opportunity, but I felt no pain. Fast forward a couple of years later, and I'm trying to build an e-learning company around the one thing. And I'm passionate about it. And I'm super excited about it. And here I am again, the writer slash business person, and I'm going to launch this company. And Gary comes back and he says, is this, I know I won't tell you what you can or can't do. Is this what you should be doing? Which is a big central question in the book. And I knew that I could do it. But personality wise, um, I'm a bit of an introvert. If I had to go into business development every day and pitch, 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 sell, sell, I could do that, but I wouldn't be happy. And I chose to put on the brakes. In this case, I spent almost a year looking for the right talent and only when I found the person did we launch the business because I just had to admit to myself of all the things that I could be doing, there's only a few that I should. And just because I don't, being the founder and owner of a company does not mean you have to be the CEO. And I fought that for probably the first eight years of my journey on the entrepreneurship battle. And the moment I released it and thought, wow, there's someone out there that was born to run this company. And that opportunity will make their life. I got my ego out of the way. It's opened up. That's why when I look at my sheet, I got five businesses on it. I'm only running one of them. And it's a publishing company. I get to nerd out on books all day. That's where I need to be. That's the way that that's my big aha, right? What am I really here for? I can be true to that. 
and it doesn't create any real barriers between me and business success. I love that phrase, Jay. There's a lot of things I could be doing. It doesn't mean that I should be doing those things. And Fire Nation, you need to step back and you need to look at what you're doing day to day. You need to look at the business, the life that you've created because as entrepreneurs going forward and as human beings, all we have is time. All we have is time going forward. And so many people look to their past and have this sunk cost fallacy that because I put time, energy, and effort and money into any one of these things, I just have to keep driving forward. Otherwise, like all of that was for naught. But no, like these decisions should be made from the present moving forward, not with the past, because all you have is time. You need to do what feels right going forward so that you can serve in the best way possible. And Jay, that's my big takeaway from your aha moment. But what do you want to make sure Fire Nation gets from your story. I'm going to hit the same note again. Everybody here is founding something, right? That's why they're on it. They're either about to or they are. They've founded a company. But the assumption is, is that the founder has to be the CEO. And I'm part of a pretty big private equity company now. I'm a partner and I get to see this. And I can tell you as an investor and as an owner, those two don't always go hand in hand. And in fact, we've seen research that the best companies the owner and the person running the company, the CEO, are actually separate because the accountability that comes from the, quote, chairman of the board, that's the owner, to the CEO actually makes them both stronger. So I just want to underscore that. Don't fall for that trap because that's what always shows up in all these magazines. You know, we see those people, but that's not everyone. Those are actually outliers, in my opinion. Jay, what's your biggest weakness as an entrepreneur? My biggest weakness is probably my introversion, right? I can go to a conference and I can meet people and I will generally enjoy it, but it'll exhaust me. Mm -hmm. So if I had to do that all the time, I would burn out. What is your biggest strength? It stems from my weakness. I think I have a lot of creative vision. I'm able to sit and put, connect the dots. And I like to have a lot of dots in my head. I'm always reading. I'm always studying. And I think that creative vision has been the genesis for probably half of the wealth building that we have going on in our lives. Jay, you have a lot of things, rightfully so, that you're excited about today. I mean, as you mentioned at the beginning of the episode, 11 streams of income, a lot of cool things that you have on your plate. But what's the one thing that has you most fired up today? Well, I shared this story about waiting a year to find the right person to launch the e-learning company. Well, right now, we're launching the very first course on the one thing, and it's time-blocking mastery. Um, we went out, we surveyed, we have, I don't know, 50,000 people on our email list. We said, what's the one thing that you most want help with? And it's this idea of time blocking, um, making appointments with yourself to do your most important work. And we've spent about 12 weeks with the founding group trying to really get all the kinks out. And I've grown immensely through that and learning, you know, the intellectual truth we wrote about and the nitty gritty of walking someone through 10 weeks of discipline building so they can have a brand new habit. So I am just, I'm stoked. I mean, on my wall, I've got a goal. I'm going to teach 10,000 people how to time block this year because I can tell you personally, it's the cornerstone of huge success. And where can Fire Nation go to find out more? Timeblockingmastery.com. Boom, Fire Nation. I want you to block off some time for the rest of this interview because we got some killer value bombs that are upcoming. We're going to take a quick minute to thank our sponsors. Ever started working on a project and been so excited you forgot about hiring someone to help make it a reality? Finding someone who is trustworthy and who can help bring your project to life is a big deal. That's why I love super niche businesses created to help solve a specific pain point like TopTal. 
I interviewed the founder of TopTal, Brendan, back on episode 132 of EO Fire. Brendan is very passionate about helping people find the perfect developer or designer, so much so that TopTal only accepts the top 3% of those they screen. TopTal also offers a risk-free two-week trial period. If you're not happy with the work done during your trial period, TopTal will pay the developer or designer and you'll get your money back. To get started on this amazing two-week no-risk trial, visit toptal.com slash fire or shoot me an email and I'll personally introduce you to the executive at TopTal who can help you get set up. John at eofire.com. Jay, are you prepared for the lightning rounds? I am ready to go. (laughs) What was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur? Mindset, right? It was self-confidence and mindset until I kind of figured things out. It was my mid-30s before I realized I didn't have to be on an employee track. So it was just mindset. Just had to open my eyes and see that there were other possibilities. What's the best advice you've ever received? You know, it came in the, the, the book. If you really say yes to something, you're saying no to everything else. And every now and then, like your marriage, right? You know, um, your big commitments, that company right in front of you. I have to remind myself of that huge truth that if I'm really saying yes, I've got to say no to all this other stuff that I would love to do. What's a personal habit that contributes to your success? I make appointments with myself to work out, to read, and to write. And it happens almost every single day. And I think those singular disciplines, right? It would be almost like Hal Elrod's Miracle Morning, but I've got my miracle half day. My discipline around that for the last 12 years has made all those books possible. So I just, that's where I make my stand, right? I've got to feel good about my body and then I've got to think and act on that thinking. Share an internet resource like Evernote with Fire Nation. I've played with a lot of task managers and I've settled on Wonderlist and I'm sure it's come up a million times, but it allows me to have a list that I can prioritize, which a lot of them won't allow you to do. I want to know what my number one is all the time, obviously. And I love being able to delegate those to other people. So that's become my repository, like Evernote, for all the temporary things that are just going to be checked off and done that don't need to be occupying the RAM in my brain. If you could recommend just one book for our listeners to join the one thing on our bookshelves, what would that book be and why? Crazy, crazy question for a guy who reads like a book to two books every week. (laughs) But right now, the one I've bought a bunch of is Anything You Want by Derek Sivers. And I love it for entrepreneurs. Uh, My wife and I both read it on vacation just three weeks ago because the big takeaway for me is that this business you're building, it's your personal playground. Yes, you have to build it as a business. You have to have revenue. You have to be disciplined with expenses, but you get to build your own creation. And he does it in such a playful way. It just, it really inspired me to keep going down the journey. Jay, this is the last question of the lightning round, but it's a doozy. Imagine you woke up tomorrow morning in a brand new world, identical to earth, but you knew no one. You still have all the experience and knowledge you currently have, your food and shelter taken care of, but all you have is a laptop and $500. What would you do in the next seven days? I'd use the $500 to get a subscription to Evernote and Wonderlist, get the pro versions of both, and then I would start writing a book to solve someone's problem. That's really been the thing that's carried me through And absolutely, that's where I would go again. Probably a Kindle single and start that revenue stream. It's about providing value, Fire Nation, for other people's problems. I love that. And Jay, I want to end today on fire with a parting piece of guidance from you. The best way we can connect with you, then we'll say goodbye. 
think about what's your one thing. That's probably the theme through all of the stuff we've talked about. It's where I have my biggest ahas. Where's your greatest value to yourself, your family, and the world? And when you're true to that, you'll have the greatest value to yourself. If people want to find me, um, Jay Papazan, I'm very visible on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, my personal guilty pleasure. It's easy to find me because I have a weird name. So just Google me, (laughs) say hi, and I will say hi back. I love it. Well, Fire Nation, you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. You've been hanging out with JP and JLD today, so keep up the heat and head over to eofire.com. Just type J, J-A-Y in the search bar. His show notes page will pop up with everything that we've been talking about today. And of course, find him on social media. Jay, thank you for sharing your journey with Fire Nation today. For that, we salute you and we'll catch you on the flip side. Thanks a lot for having me. Fire Nation, thank you for listening to EO Fire. Visit eofire.com for killer resources, free trainings, and so much more. If you're ready to share your voice and message with the world, freepodcastcourse.com is for you. Learn how to create, grow, and monetize your podcast for free and ignite.